Well, hello, hello, everybody. What's going on, bosses? Adrian here from Hasta La Vista Boss, and we have Fix here with me as well. What's up, buddy? Welcome. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, brother. All good, my man. Thanks for uh, joining me today for this um, fun live stream, fun and educational, because um, maybe we're going to learn something for, uh, from uh, Graham, Stefan. Don't call him Stefan because he hates that. <laughs> Uh, so let me quickly go to the chat and see if there's anybody in the chat here today with us. Uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for the comment on Twitch. <laughs> At least we know that that thing is working. Um, we have Adrian, we have Sue, Helen. Uh, who else was in here? So thanks a lot, guys, for being here. In today's live stream, we're just going to have some fun and uh, educate ourselves a little bit in terms of um money and financial and uh, since uh fix and i we are millennials uh i said well uh why not reacting to a video that uh maybe is gonna make us millionaires as well right <laughs> got it i think you're stretching you're like just a millennial though right Woohoo! <laughs> check it out these shirts are available on Redbubble. <laughs> That's what, what I'm talking what about. Else, what, what else was I supposed to say, Adrian, for the $100? <laughs> Wait, this is not sponsored. <laughs> there you go. Look, there's the there's the, uh, there's the the screen if you guys want to buy your Hasta La Vista Boss merch and support the channel. That's awesome. Um, have you heard about Steven, uh, not Steven, about Graham before? Are you familiar um, with his stuff? You recently mentioned i haven't even watched this whole video even though i know you we had a few obs practice runs mm. i just know i the only thing i saw was him i think it it's probably stopped by now but it was like him reacting to the dragon's den guy reacting to him reacting to <laughs> yeah i've, I've seen some of it video. he's doing some of these videos that reacting to uh him reacting to someone else reacting to him to that reaction <laughs> it's yeah. like a, it's like an infinite loop <laughs> oh yeah uh, so i know he's in the i think he, he does real estate he's he's a young millionaire and i'm sure it's just a whole factory that pushes out videos every day yeah i mean he's he's successful you know he he made some money with the with the uh real estate and then he started to show his uh, journey or, you know, share some stuff on YouTube and then just blew up. So maybe reacting to him, maybe we're going to blow up as well. <laughs> yeah, and I think you I think anyone like him, like he uh, encourages and motivates people to become entrepreneurs who are probably suited to be an entrepreneur, but haven't considered it yet. Sweet. So before we go into this, guys. Hey, can we quickly listen to the Hustlers Anthem? Yeah, I know sometimes it's hard when you get the feeling you just want to quit your job. We've all had that thought. This is what you want. Time to tune in. Hasta la vista, boss. Yeah, for my side hustlers who never stop. Quit your job and making your own profits. Become your own boss. Live life on your terms. Make it happen for real. This is what you deserve. Yeah. Hasta la vista, boss. Subscribe, have fun, and enjoy the ride. Let's go. All right. So let's play this. Uh, have you guys, by the way, in the chat, have you guys heard about um, um, Graham? Uh, Helen says, Graham looks a bit like Pat Flynn. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, bring up really? the picture of Pat Flynn. Uh, Pat Flynn's eyes are a little bit bigger and possibly more spaced out. But yeah. It's, he looks like he could be like Pat Flynn's son for sure. <laughs> All right, so let's play this. Uh, let's play the um, um, the video and see what you know. What can we learn from uh, from his um, financial advice, millionaire financial advice for eighteen to thirty five years old millennial money? I mean, we are millennials, right? I'm an old millennial, yes. but <laughs> elder elder millennial. I saw your desktop. Um, you have like uh, it's full of icons, which oh yeah, that's <laughs> and, that's more of a boom. That's more of a boomer trait. <laughs> and I'm using Skype as well, and you keep calling me boomer because I'm using Skype. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have Skype; it just comes with Windows. Oh right. Uh, let's see what Graham says. What's up, you guys? It's Graham here. So for those who have not seen my second channel, The Graham Stephan Show, I regularly review a series by CNBC which covers the common everyday financial habits and whoa, whoa, financial whoa. mistakes of millennials. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those, uh, that's where Amelia Gardner got her. I think so. Either she copied his thumbnails or he copycat. Copy <laughs> yeah. But hey, oh, that, means, that means that it's working, right? So good on you, oh, Amelia. I mean, come on, how, how can you really make a new thumbnail? Everything's just recycled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like everything it's uh, recycled nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. So let's see what he says, which is appropriately called, wait for it, millennial money. And for those who are already familiar with the series and my reviews, you understand that I've poured hours of my time reviewing and sifting through each and every episode and critiquing them. Hey, I think that pays off, right? To spend so many hours and then get millions of views and uh, <laughs> thousands of dollars, right? Yes. <laughs> I guess that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> What's with this? Why, why is he a dinosaur next to him? Uh, I have no idea why he's using that. But maybe because that's, yeah. that's the reason. So can catch your attention, right? And maybe make you uh, stay on his videos or something. Yeah. <laughs> And then giving my unsolicited investing advice on how people could better optimize their spending and build up their net worth. And it's really from those videos that I was able to create this one, which is really meant to be more like a millennial money guide of the most common financial mistakes that millennials are making. How to Let's see. <laughs> The mistakes that we're making, the millennials. To avoid them, <laughs> and then also how to build up your net worth. Which all starts, by the way, with smashing the like button for the YouTube of course. algorithm. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask thank, a bajillion times. Thank you, guys. All Thanks, right. Graham. Smash that like button. <laughs> I already did it. Thank you. I'm in this video. I know some people are getting upset now, but I'm just going to mention it once in the very beginning. And if you do it, Great, thank you. But anyway, with that said, here's my millennial money guide to finances, and it all begins with this. Now let's start with one of the most common and obvious mistakes that I see throughout all of the money videos, Adrian. both millennials. Uh-huh. Um, this might be a good time. Do you have, just to set the theme for the, the video, do you have like, what are millennial financial plans? What, what makes it different from boomers? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a boomer, if, even though you call me a boomer. <laughs> But uh, I, I, the only thing I know is that you and I, we're not millionaires, millennials, right? Definitely. So uh, I think that maybe by watching Graham's video and take some advice, maybe we can apply that and see if that works for us as well. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was just I was curious as to like what his premise was for what makes like what's so different there, because I, I, I would think there's unique challenges for millennials 
because like my in-laws who are boomers, um, father-in-law was able to sell his like secondhand car in order to get a down payment for a house. Mm-hmm. And that, that just could never even happen, even with price like rising. That, that would never happen today. I, I think there, there was uh, some chat about why the millennials are a little bit worse uh, than than the boomers, for example, in in the um, in the financial space, if you want. Uh, mm-hmm. And apparently when the millennial um, era started, right, 1984, more or less, uh, there was the, the market was not was not in a good situation. So people who born in, the, in that area in those years when they got to uh the when they got to the age for example to to go to work and get a job and you know make money and all that the opportunities were not there sure. you know sure. so yeah. i mean i can't remember back in my country uh <laughs> through all my you know through all my uh, uh years there I, i left like when i was 18 there was no opportunity anyway so you know yeah. it doesn't matter which It doesn't matter when when it was, but there was no opportunity. And chat is having a discussion around different um, what our generations considered. I think it's more of just like a, a meme or an idea now. So people are even less concerned with like looking at, well, on the internet at least, looking at like, oh, between this decade and this year, this is what a boomer is. It's more of just like, oh, that's such a boomer thing to say. Or So I'm not even sure, Sue, if Gen X is considered. No yes. idea. I, yeah, I have. I mean, I haven't read about it. I think Gen X comes after millennials, and I, think so, yeah. I have no idea what that means. I mean, I need to cultivate myself a little bit more. <laughs> well, that's what we're here to do. Let's go. Let's see if we can learn uh, the first that the first advice he has. Millennial money and money tours is that a very large percentage of them cannot afford their current lifestyle on their current income. Basically, it just means that they're spending way too much money. And honestly, it's very easy to see why this is happening. You know, financial literacy is not something that's really taught in schools. So a lot of people just enter. Who agree with that? I, th- uh, yeah, but I think his reasoning for that is so far is, is sim- too simplistic. So he says, um, because fi- financial literacy isn't taught. I think the issue, I, I would agree. I see that, like I know a lot of people my age or around that who live way beyond their means mm-hmm. um, in all sorts of ways. And yeah, there's more than just being, I don't think that's really a, a liter- financial literacy thing. That's gotcha. a, a whole bunch of things to do with like culture and everything. Gotcha, gotcha. I think I think uh, you have to do as well with, um, with whatever you learn at, at home as well, you know, Maybe, the, like you said, a little bit of the culture of the family, of the country or whatever. But uh, that's one thing for sure that school never taught me anything that was useful uh, except reading and uh, do some, you know, basic math like two plus two. That's all I took from school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. The adult world just expected to figure it out as they go along, and by doing so, they're obviously going to have a lot of mistakes along the way. If people aren't taught to budget, to track their spending, to invest, and to think long term, then it's no wonder why we see people spending $71 on Sprinkles cupcakes, making $15,000 a year in New York City. Until eventually, it just reaches the tipping point where they realize that that spending is not sustainable. And from that, they either just make drastic lifestyle changes way too late, or they just accept that they'll never be ahead financially, which is not going to happen on my watch. That's why my number one. 
for to be honest, I I do I do agree with spending more than you make, and I'm not sure if this is just for the millennials, uh, but I do know that in my that's probably why I'm where I am today, uh, because of the stupid mistakes and stupid decisions I I took in my you know in my teenage uh, years, and and instead of doing what Graham did, like saving money. Uh, you know, thinking about investing and all that. I was just buying, you know, like I made a video about the car, buying a luxury car, 20,000 uh, euros and, you know, uh, uh, brand clothes. And, and I, I was just spending like like an idiot. I never had that money, uh, but I think he calls this the inflation lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, that would be like one of the biggest issues where why people start to fall down. Um, or like not get to their financial goals. Yeah. Yeah. Dougie Doug, says here in the chat that financial financial literacy is not taught in the public school system. He's correct. He's hundred percent correct. I mean, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of things aren't taught. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things that they're not useful for life <laughs> at all. Like 95%, I, I would just throw it in the bin, but we're going to make another live stream about school. And why I I just didn't like school. Why I hate school. Um, Sue says as well. Yeah, I guess boomers uh, is more uh, a term now for someone sounding old <laughs> instead of the actual generation baby boomers. Yeah, I think that every time you mention um, uh, boomer, it's uh, it's it's um, it has a bad connotation to it, right? You're like, oh, look at this old mentality boomer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's all like it's like. Um... How like different nations like during sports events like to like like trash talk each other because you'll have like older generations who's like they don't understand the crazy new young generation and why they're doing this or that and it's not like the way things used to be but then you have the younger generation saying well you have no idea what it's like to grow up in this generation and they're just that's where you get yeah that meme of okay boomer <laughs> okay boomer <laughs> yeah. so i'll try to say that at one point during this after you say something <laughs> whatever whatever boomer <laughs> yeah. uh sue says in the chat uh no sue it was michelle uh thanks michelle for being here as well uh dougie as well uh both my nieces have 1.5 million dollar home loans both under 30 and we're not married that's that's awesome <laughs> 1.5 million dollar home loans yeah what? but depend depends on depends how they're gonna use that loan yes. and how, what they're gonna do with the money and Helen's niece has a 50k study loan. That's pretty normal. Yeah, that's that's um, standard. Well, 50 euros. That's uh, what well, euros. Yeah, it's yeah. getting pretty close to yeah, like your average US debt. Canada's a lot cheaper. Canada, like, it's like common in like yeah, I think the US, like a year of university is 50 to 50 to 100 grand. Uh, just tuition, Canada is like under 10. Yeah. Yeah. Let me play again, uh, Graham, and see what he says. Okay. One piece of advice for anyone between the ages of 18 and 35 is just to spend less money than you make. I know this one might... I, hey, I guess that, that advice is for anybody, right? <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> if, if, you don't, just... if you don't make the money, don't spend more than you make. That's just basic. That I didn't... It's not that I didn't knew. It's just that I didn't got into my... <laughs> into, into my mind until recently and like i always like to say i'm ashamed of that but hey learning yeah, it's a little it's a little too simplistic though because 
that that's most people would know that it's kind of like those feel good therapy quotes of just try to. Oh yeah. 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 It's like, (laughs) yeah, obviously spent same with losing weight, eat less, eat 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 less less calories. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But then you recognize, Oh, there's this whole like subconscious problem going on. Why am I spending more? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Usually they're trying to fill some sort of hole. That's true. Sound common sense to you and I. Oh, sorry. But believe me, it's not common sense to most people out there, especially when you consider that 40% of Americans don't have enough in savings to cover a $1,000 emergency. So the easiest way to get out of that trap is to cut back on your spending and get rid of any discretionary expenses that you might have. Also, websites like mint.com and personalcapital.com are completely free and incredibly easy to use. And believe me, trust me when I say this, the hardest part about doing all of this is just starting and just starting to turn this into a habit and a routine. But once you start doing this, the benefits are gonna become monumental. You're gonna have extra money left over at the end of every single week and you're gonna have disposable (laughs) income left over that you can now go and invest with. This step is really just about seeing the long term and realizing the opportunity that you have right now to begin investing as soon as possible. These are really your... Yeah, like you said, I think the this point is uh, kind of obvious, and he said like <laughs> that as well. It's kind of obvious, but uh, um, I think that if you, if you spend more and then you save the money, or you at least have the mentality to invest that money that you save into something, then um, I think you're in a good uh, you're gonna be in a good position. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure how many, especially in America, I'm not sure how many people are actually in a position to be able to save. Well, I guess he would still argue that you could always do with less. But I mean, there's always the story of entrepreneurs who are like taking massive risks. They're like for two years going into deeper and deeper debt and all that's necessary in order to get to where they're trying to build towards. But you so know I what? Think- it is something that we have to learn a little bit more, a little bit more about this because mm-hmm. having debt is not a bad thing. I always thought about that. It's a bad. It's bad. You've probably heard if you're fan of... Robert Kiyosaki and his books and all that. There's two ways of debt, right? Two types of debt, right? It's a good debt and bad debt. The bad debt is that one that you go like I did 20, 10 years ago, and I went to the bank, asked twenty thousand euros, and went a buy and, and I bought a car. That's stupid. That's that's bad debt. <laughs> yeah. Now absolutely. Now if you if you go and take twenty thousand euros like I did now ten years later. And I use that money to buy a property to give a deposit. Now that's a good debt because once yeah, you, we, yeah, right. We just bought our first house, so technically we're in a lot of debt. But there's things happening where where we bought the house. There's a go station or a train station going to one of the major cities close by. So in a few years, we'll probably there'll be an increase in demand for that property because it's really close to that newly developed train station. So that's awesome. So you, you bought that when when you guys bought that property. March in the beginning, dude. This is the most stressful year of my freaking life. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. baby. Well done. <laughs> well done on that. And you know what? I couldn't have done it without following the tips and advice on Hassle of Vista bosses. <laughs> you know. Thanks, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. The Dougie says in the chat as well. Bad debt is a car payment. Good is investment properties. Exactly. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, yeah, I've been fortunate for my like attitude towards things because I've never been very materialistic. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't really care about like brand name stuff. I don't like I don't even think about the kind of car that I drive or anything like that. Yeah. Or like yeah. There's very little that I actually want to spend money on. Hey, there's um maybe I'm just boring. <laughs> uh another one sees is in the chat and he says super chat 50 euros. Hey. Whoa. Yay. Whoa. Hey. We never talked about this before going into this. What What's going on this? here? <laughs> hey, thanks thanks for that. Oh, I just see uh actually Nomad privately messaged me. He wanted that money to go direct. <laughs> got a mortgage. Mortgage, yeah. Hey. Uh, he has a cheap mortgage, by the way. <laughs> But thanks for the super chat. Um a Nomad overseas. Uh he says uh, just a way to say thank you for the opportunity to enter competition uh for Morton uh, course. Buy yourself some Christmas drinks and enjoy. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Hey, Helen's even modding over here just like she does with um Alex. Uh yeah. by the way guys, I can't see the chat on YouTube. I can see whatever comes on my screen. So, if I don't see a question or a comment, I apologize. Uh it's just uh the way it's set up now the stream, uh I can't see the chat. So, uh, I apologize for that, but I I'll, I'll I'll improve it. This is already a huge improvement. You can ask Fix how hard I worked on on this setup. Oh <laughs> All right, let's see what Graham says. And one of the tricks I often do when it comes to spending and saving money is I just think to myself, if I don't go and buy something, it's like I almost got paid not to buy it. Like for instance, because I didn't go out and spend $10 on a hamburger on my drive home from work, I just saved $10, which is kind of like I got paid an extra $10 <laughs> not to spend it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it kind of complicated a little bit, but <laughs> I, I get I get his idea. It's just yeah. um, you know, <laughs> uh, decorates it too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just yeah, it's a lot of people probably need that though. It's like a wake up call. Like, do you, yeah, most of what you're spending your money on, you don't actually need. Yeah, I think it's, it's not. A, it's not going to make you happy either. Yeah, I, I, maybe it's a psychological trick that he's using to kind of you know uh, get into the. A mood of saving and say, hey, if I don't do this, I pay myself another ten bucks or whatever, you know. Uh, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Helen says a burger costs ten bucks. Glad I don't eat burgers. <laughs> um, that's an LA burger. Yeah, that's an LA burger. Alrighty, let's okay. let's carry on with this. This way your brain almost starts to rewire itself and reward you for not spending money because you act as though that is just money you got paid not. Right, this is quite kind of what I was saying, right? To rebrain yourself or, you know, force yourself to think that you got paid a little bit more and they say, "Oh, yes, yes. I'm good at this." <laughs> not to spend. I don't know if that makes sense. Let me know if that hopefully makes sense. <laughs> Now, given that statistic about 40% of Americans not being able to afford a $1000 emergency, that has been fairly consistent among all the money-related videos that I've seen where the subjects of the videos have gotten themselves into horrible credit card or student loan debt. I've seen everything from tens of thousands of dollars in outstanding credit card bills to egregious student loan balances and otherwise just a lack of consideration for trying to pay those down as soon as possible. And here's the thing, I really believe that having any amount of unpaid consumer debt will grossly hinder your ability to build wealth in the future. It's almost as though you're borrowing from tomorrow and the day after 
to go and pay for today, if mm. that makes sense. So if at all possible, avoid <laughs> consumer debt at all costs. Use it only as a last case resort. If something terrible happens and you just you need it to put food on the table or there's just no other option to turn to except for a credit card. But do not make that as... Well, that's what um, an, another mistake that I did uh, on my first uh, property investment. It, let's say it wasn't necessarily a mistake because like we said earlier in like uh, doggy or dodge dodgy i'm not sure how to pronounce uh, <laughs> uh the name but um uh if if i use that those credit cards to buy um let's say uh to buy material to to do the re refurbishment for the property then that was good debt right yeah. um but uh then i started to use the credit cards for other Stupid things. <laughs> um, what you laughing because I was about to swear, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but hey, but I, I've seen other live streams. They swearing and it's all fine. I don't know what's going on, but maybe yeah, I'm. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Maybe I'm too small. Maybe you need to be a little bit bigger. I don't know. Are, have you? Do you really have many videos that aren't monetized because of swearing? Mm, not really. Yeah. There, there's one uh, that where I uh, where I said the the one that would get shit done. Um, and uh, when you go behind the scenes, it says that it's limited. When monetization, yeah. it's limited because of swearing and probably because of the title and and the tags. But I, I don't care. Yeah. At the moment, I just want to make videos. I don't care necessarily yeah, about you them. know about the whole like I mean the Logan Paul thing, Jake Paul. I don't know who's who. They went to that suicide forest. That was on YouTube. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. He, he still got million. Yeah. So I, people get a little too worried. I mean, it depends what you want to be. Do you want to be like a super family friendly? PG? <laughs> hey guys, what's what's going on? Hello, kids. Today we're gonna yeah. watch <laughs> uh, something. <laughs> but in, in response to the video part, he I definitely see millennials my age who live. Yeah, they they go into consumer debt, and I think there's a weird sort of um, it's definitely like a Western culture type thing. I'm sure it exists in a lot of places, but these I think a lot of people seem to think certain privileges that they have are actually like rights for them so like people think it's a right for them to have like lavish vacations at least once or twice a year and just like things like that and you just you kind of get used to this like a uh, certain kind of like celebrity or people get used to like a celebrity type lifestyle oh yeah 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 i know what you mean <laughs> but uh, that's all over instagram that's all over instagram and that's that's yeah. why many that's why so many fake gurus on instagram because people are attracted to this kind of lifestyle. And you know, as soon as you w uh, show the watches and you show the uh, woohoo, <laughs> the money gun, as soon as you show the, the dinero, right? Hey, do you wanna know how I make this money? This is by listening to uh, Graham uh, uh, advice. Look, look at this amount of money here. More and more dollars. $50,000, I'm rich. Um, let me quickly go to the chat. There was um, something interesting here that says, um, uh, Sue says, my mistake for the first 10 years of my adult life was staying away completely from any form of debt. Then when I needed to borrow, my credit score was non-existent. And that's, that's really a mistake, um, uh, Sue, that I didn't know about. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I didn't know about uh, that mistake until again I was 30 plus. Um, but because I was a little bit reckless with the money and how I used the money, um, 
I ended up building some credit score uh, without any intention because I, I was I was having credits. I was using credit cards, even though I'm use I was using them in a bad way. <laughs> um, I I built that credit score, but now I I would love to make some videos about this. How how uh, you know millennials or or the next generation behind us uh, can can um, uh, how do you say fix uh, not repeat the same mistakes. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, um, and and help uh, by sharing my my mistakes and how I did recover my credit score. How I have like seven or ten or fifteen credit cards at the moment, uh, and I'm using all of them. <laughs> People are afraid of credit. I don't know why. And um, modern day said credit modern day credit scoring sucks. It's an algorithm and we have to learn just like Google. We have to learn how to get to the top of that algorithm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yang and the yang of debt is real. Yeah, bruv. Let's see uh, what a substitute Graham for. says. I can't afford eating out with my friends every single night at Nobu and Malibu. So I'm just going to go and put it on my credit card so I can worry about it later. The proper way to handle debt is really just as simple as this. It's okay and even encouraged to use credit cards for your normal everyday spending to then rack up the points, get cash back, get free stuff, and build your credit score. That's cool, but under no circumstances should you ever carry an unpaid balance and pay any amount of interest on the credit card. Yeah, like like kind of what I did. <laughs> and now I'm crazy to, to finish uh, some of those credit cards, um, to pay them off and start using them with this new knowledge that I have, which is the correct way to do it. You know, use like every time, every time I, I go to the store, you can use the credit card. But you have to make sure that it's it's you put it on direct debit, and every, every at every end of uh, end of the month or beginning of the month, whatever is your direct debit, you make sure you pay it in full, so you don't pay the interest. Do you? Yeah, I can't even I can't even think of the last time I paid interest. A credit card has always been just a way to buy things online for me. All right. And then, like the more adult I became, I started using it in like stores. Now I use it for everything. Mm -hmm. But I I honestly I never. It's very rare that I carry it for. Cool. Uh, Leona is here as well in the live chat. Hello, Leona. How's it going? Welcome. Um, and she says the yin and yang of debt is real. <laughs> for sure. You really have to keep a balance. You just have yeah. to be educated in, in these things. I, nev I, I wasn't. Like I said, school never taught me about any of these things. Uh, Mom, dad never taught me about these things. And friends my friends uh, were not that kind of friends <laughs> are, are those kind of friends that are gonna pull you down <laughs> yeah. if you know what i mean um, uh, helen says in the chat that these days in the uk you need a credit card balance a bank loan and overdraft to have a credit score yes i th i think it's been this like this for many years right helen uh, i mean i've been in the uk only for 10 years I guess 9 or 10 years uh, but I believe this is always was the case and it says uh, killing uh, Helen says it kills me but I'm not paying their interest charges <laughs> you just have to be smart and not you know pay it in full 
Komit says, hey, Komit, what's up? I didn't see you here. Hey, guys, Chris, Nish Safari says, still don't even know how to get my first credit card. I make a decent living, but none will accept me because I never had credit history. I tell you where to start. Get one of those Aqua um, credit uh, cards or look for the um, Apple card or one of those. They're not necessarily credit cards, but you can put money on them and then start using them. And as you use them and you pay them, that's going to build your score. All right, let me see what Graham has to say. Always just pay it off in full mm -hmm. by the time it's due with money you already have in your bank account. It's also okay and even encouraged to use debt as a way to maximize your return on leveraged income producing assets. Like having a mortgage on a rental property could be a good thing. Going and getting a low interest rate loan so you could just not tie up your money and invest your money elsewhere at a higher return is a good thing. But the big differentiation here is that if the debt isn't helping you make more money, don't do it. Boom. That's a knowledge bomb right there. <laughs> there you go, another one. I, and uh, avoid I it. And if you happen to find... Say again? Uh, chat, let let us know. I was telling Adrian that sounds a little too much like a dragon in like a cave. So <laughs> we, need, we need a new knowledge bomb. I feel like an idea light, light going off. Like, ding! Well, I need, to, I need to find some more sound effects then. <laughs> um... Anomad Overseas says, yeah, I normally have all my bills set to get paid at the end of the month, start of the month, whatever you, you're left uh, with after I lost the chat. So I'm sure, I'm sorry, but I can't read the rest of the question um, or the, the comment, sorry. Um, let's play Graham again and see what else we have yourself in any sort of bad debt, whether it be credit card debt, student loan debt, or any sort of personal loan, make it your new priority to pay off that loan as soon as you possibly can. Take on a second job, work overtime, cut back on all of your expenses, don't go out to Nobu and Malibu with your- Bro, you're talking to millennials. How the hell do you think they're gonna get a second job if they can't get a first job? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to go back to school for that second oh, job. Oh well. lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, I don't know. I think he's, I th I'm struggling to accept or like understand like how this could absolutely apply to everybody. I think there's like sort of, he makes the assumption that everyone can just have these sort of characteristics. Like he's a very particular kind of person. He is definitely makes sense to him. Definitely. Yeah. It's like, um, like me, like with, with like, here's a good example, like with food, I really don't care about, food that much i would prefer not to ever eat i would prefer to take a pill instead of eating food and so that i never had to take the time to eat food so somebody who really loves food like uh, that will never change for me and that person will never be able to understand like that likewise i can't understand like you know caring so like this idea that like people can just learn to i mean people can certainly strive more to live without things but yeah, yeah it's a little too simplistic no, the, uh, I'm sure that uh, his advice is not going to be for everybody. Like many of the things that he says, I cannot apply to myself uh, yeah. or not completely. For example, he's a very frugal person. And I agree with that. You have to be frugal in order to uh, get a little, get ahead of, of, you know, of life in general. Because if you don't, you know, if you don't stretch the belt in, uh, not stretch, but uh, how do you say, um, uh, you know, just, don't spend that much money 
start building some like uh, a side hustle like we're doing here everybody here in the chat in, in the audience we're trying to build some side hustle uh and make it profitable and quit our jobs uh, but for that for you to do that you need to sacrifice you need to you know make some sacrifices not to go out with your friends as much um not to spend you know buy clothes every month don't eat out uh, except, uh, except, hassle except hasta la vista boss. there you go <laughs> at redbubble you can find the link in the description <laughs> thanks for the plug buddy um there was uh, some com there was some conversation here in the chat um like I said, guys, I really apologize because I if you see the if you see the comments uh, fixed, uh, please read it for us uh, because I, okay, I yeah I got the full chat here. We got um, Michelle talking about her other half got sucked into living on credit card and open lines of credit. All your cash goes into you. supposedly you end up better off financially. I can't tell if the last part's sarcastic. Yeah, that does happen. <laughs> uh, by the way, thanks uh, for being here, Kono, Craig. Um, there's another, uh, there's someone in the, in Twitch. I don't know who is in Twitch. Want to become famous? Buy followers. Uh, oh, is that a spammer or what? It might I be. I don't see it. Is this in Twitch? Yeah, it's, uh, it's. Oh yeah, no, those are just like view bots and stuff. Yeah, Twitch is bad for that. All right. So there you go. You'll get a lot of whispers to you, like direct messages. Right. That's crazy. Anyway, let's play the video again your friends just get those loans paid off. Having that type of consumer debt could really be one of those things that's as if you're walking around with a ball and chain. That debt is just gonna be constantly holding you back and pulling you down at a time where you should really be prioritizing building your wealth and investing as much money as possible. Now the third mistake that I've seen between pretty much every money series and something that for the most part all of us are guilty of on some level or another is getting accustomed to lifestyle inflation. Mm -hmm. This is the practice in which we start making a little <laughs> bit more money each and every month and then from there we start spending a little bit more money each and every month. Maybe we just get a slightly nicer apartment or drive a slightly nicer car or start going out to slightly nicer places. Now the issue isn't so much doing this every now and then as a special treat but instead doing it so often so that it now becomes your new baseline level of this spending is what and I'm what you consider about. normal. <laughs> and once you become accustomed to that new threshold it just becomes exceedingly difficult to ever go down from there. The biggest issue that I've seen is that people just get used to spending all the money that they have so that anytime they have it are, are you have you experienced this uh fix so when i came here in the uk i was of course starting from zero i didn't uh, know english uh i mean I, I barely knew how to speak english so of course the jobs available for me were the crappy ones right uh, cleaning and uh, and th those that you don't really have to speak too much english then just go and get the broom and you know clean here and um and then <clears throat> of course uh, uh after because i'm an ambitious person i said well i don't want to be cleaning there's nothing wrong with that i actually love the job but i want i want i want to improve myself i want to improve my lifestyle my family's lifestyle and everything so um i got uh, promoted to supervisor then they wanted to make me a manager then i got bored of the job i said you know what i want something else i went to the kitchen uh again i i went all the way up to a head chef then i got bored i said okay let me go in construction start from zero again laborer um forklift and then now i'm doing a crane and i always went up but every time i went up and i get more money of course um i did exactly what graham says here 
um, I was uh, going to my family to the restaurants. We were having these nice uh, Lebanese uh, barbecues and, uh, and this and that. You know, life was so good. <laughs> but then uh, something, uh, you know, started to go down. Um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I, I, I've been at home. The job started to be a little bit irregular. And then I realized, what the hell happened? Where's the money? <laughs> Have you experienced that? Um, I, I was a student for so long. You know, I, I could have been a lot smarter. So, um, yeah, I would get like certain grants and things like that for being a student and like for, for various other reasons, like bursaries and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I never, I, so I kind of did that. So I remember yeah, I was like a decade ago um when i was first and i went to like a community college first yeah it was just like uh i would often i would have all this extra money because i the school was giving me way more than i even needed and yeah i would like eat out for sushi lunches all the time because you'd go for like all you can eat sushi lunches so i wasn't really yeah i could have saved a lot more money back then right even though i was in school i saw a lot of opportunity yeah i would do things like yeah uh, eat out all the time and stuff like that cool all right let's play again any extra money left over in their bank account it's almost as though they don't know what to do with it so they just go and spend it so really the only way to fight this is to first acknowledge that lifestyle inflation is unavoidable it's going to happen to all of us and it's really important to work with it rather than just not acknowledge that it exists or think it doesn't apply to us and the easiest way to begin working with this is by paying yourself first every single paycheck before you spend any amount of money Put a set amount aside that you do not touch under any circumstances for any reason whatsoever. Just pretend that that- How many of you are doing this? Are you doing this, Figs? People in the chat, guys in the chat, are you doing this? <laughs> no, it's too, no. Uh, especially not now. Yeah. It's a little too simplistic again. No, the thing people is, I, start, I started to do this, to be honest. So, um, you, you, of course, you go to your app on your bank application, and you can set up um, every like every Friday. I get paid every Friday. So every Friday before even before I looked into my account to see if I received the money, um, there was um, uh, a direct debit to my uh, other account, to my saving account. So, uh, I was doing like every like uh, 100 pounds per week. Uh, but this was before I had the baby girl. <laughs> and then yeah. things started to change a little bit, of course. The family is bigger. You know, the, the bills are a little bit bigger now. More shopping, more, you know, more stuff. Uh, but um, are you doing that? Uh, we did that. That's how we were able to get the house. Yeah. So there's a few years there um, where, we yeah, we both had stuff going straight from our paychecks into, I think it's the RRSP here for your first time home buying thing. And, uh, yeah, we adjusted our lifestyle quite a bit. Like we never did crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Barely gone. We haven't done like lavish vacations. Like we prefer, we usually don't like going to like super fancy restaurants anyways. No. Things like that. Okay. People are saying that it's buffering and I just, I'm watching on YouTube and it just started buffering for me. Really? It says yeah. excellent connection. Okay. It's back. No, I said, um, maybe I said to Helen in the chat, maybe just refresh. Uh, oh, okay yeah oh yeah always refresh always refresh and see what's going on there maybe 
it's just um, maybe just something um, a little hiccup yeah and um, Sue says uh, no fine here uh, Anomar overseas says yeah but I'm planning for about 10 years down the tracks uh, and I'm 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 think I, I believe you saying that answering my question if uh, you guys are putting any money uh, if you're saving any money like every week or every month or or whatever the case is we used to not so much not so much lately because of um, COVID this isn't really the best time to begin saving yeah all right um <clears throat> Let me play a little bit more of Graham. Let's see why That money else. doesn't even exist before it even hits your account, and that way there's no chance of you ever spending it. I personally recommend setting aside at least 15 to 20% of your monthly paycheck each and every month. That's a bit a lot, isn't it? More than that, then by all means. That's a little bit a lot. <laughs> yeah, Helen, you gotta up that. You're, you're almost there, 50% of the way. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the thing is, uh, you see, his advice is, if you are, um, he, he's, um, uh, he doesn't have kids, he has a girlfriend, so life, it's, you can be a little bit more aggressive on your savings when yeah. you, when you are, you know, in that situation. Yeah. Um, and most people should be, so that's probably a good point. Yeah, that's like when I, there was a, period, a long period of time where I could have been a lot more aggressive with saving. I would have had a better nest, or like nest for when we did buy the house. As opposed to my, my brother-in-law, he did that. Like all his jobs and throughout high school and university, he was saving stuff and they yeah, were able to buy a house pretty soon after they finished their undergrad. And because of the housing market, like it grew so much in a few years, they were able to make a bunch of money and move into an even bigger house once they had kids. Yeah. So that was like a really smart way to go. But the only thing with that, those people are usually really boring. <laughs> That's their only story. Yeah, I worked hard and saved a bunch of money. Uh, Ephraim, uh, welcome Ephraim. How's it going? Um, I remember when Chase got started back then. I'm not sure if you're talking about uh, Chase the bank or. Uh, but anyway, Chase Reiner. Chase Reiner. Oh, Chase Reiner, maybe yeah, Chase. <laughs> Chase. Um, I, I tried to get Chase on the on the on the on the show, but he he doesn't answer. <laughs> He's a busy man. <laughs> Anyway, let's see what uh, Graham has to say. That, that will just make me even happier. But just get in the habit of starting to do this consistently to prevent yourself from spending any excess money that you might have. Ramsey, get down. Now when it comes to that, another concern I see is that a lot of the millennials featured in these videos do not have any sort of emergency fund at all. In fact, sometimes it seems as though their only emergency fund is just a credit card, which like I said, ends up costing you significantly more than you ever need to spend if you don't have the money to pay it off immediately. Now for those that don't know, an emergency... Uh, before he goes into what the emergency fund is, um, I I had an emergency fund. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. To be honest, it was happened. for sure. And sp look at this now. Look at the situation that we are in today uh, with um, with the corona uh, virus, right? Yeah. And the pandemic and all this crap. Um, when this started in March. I had to stay at home three months. 
that's why everything plateaued for me in my online journey as well because I don't have more money to put in into this because all my savings all this emergency fund got just lost it just I just lost that money because I didn't work and as a self-employed if you don't work you don't get paid uh, it's as simple as that and then uh, and then three months at, at home that's a lot that's a lot yeah. and now there's no yeah. emergency fund so we have to build that again so i think that it's it's a pretty good solid advice here because otherwise i would have been in um, some troubles that's for sure yeah my my only what i just want to point out my like my biggest uh frustration with like self-help feel good tips like this <laughs> is like it, it completely ignores the fact that and most of us play a role in this if you run ads on your site people like we live in like a, a in a space where there are billions and billions and billions of dollars being spent to try and get us to spend money on certain things and to just say it's like it all comes down to this like we just have this like free choice and we're just choosing to waste our money is a little too um silly i think it takes a certain kind of person to really like put that out of sight and out of mind and mm -hmm. not be affected by it sure short thing short thing bro I'm getting too philosophical sorry <laughs> that's cool hey uh this is awesome i hope i hope someone will get some value out of this because i enjoy it very much to talk about these topics the topics that i should have learned many years ago and now i'm just like a kid uh with a toy i'm discovering these things and i, I feel like i just discovered the fire or something <laughs> all right let's uh, play this quickly Emergency fund is basically money you set aside to only be used in the event of an emergency where you otherwise have no other option to turn to. Ideally, the amount in this emergency fund should be equal to three to six months worth of your living expenses and kept easily accessible for emergencies. And remember, when it comes to this, an emergency fund is not money that you set aside just to frivolously spend as you want to. It's not money that you set aside to go and invest with. It's just money that you have at your disposal in case hits the fan and you need something on short notice. Like if you lose a job, you need to pay rent, you need to pay for food, your car breaks down or anything like this, you got your money there already. And the reason you shouldn't be investing this money is because on short notice, your investments might be falling at a time where maybe you need it the most. Like for instance, let's say a recession happens and stocks drop 30% in price, and then all of a sudden you lose your job and you need your emergency funds, so you start selling off your stocks after they've already dropped 30% in price, when chances are you shouldn't really be selling those stocks. Instead, you should always aim to keep your emergency fund in a high interest savings account where it's safe and where you're guaranteed to get a return on your money even if that just means you're keeping pace with inflation you could go and use um i want to quickly answer um leona question and she says what is what is considered an emergency um i don't know if graham is going to mention this because remember we don't watch these videos uh, we just react to them on the fly but an emergency could be like if you have a car it broke down like my car broke down at the beginning of the year as well, just to just to uh, complete 2020, right? <laughs> just to be a complete uh, year. Uh, so the clutch broke down and the gearbox. And the gearbox alone was 700 pounds. The gear, uh, the um, the clutch was another two, 300, 400 pounds. So that could be a massive emergency. So what I did, I just sold the car and I bought another one. Uh, I mean, that could be one of the emergencies. 
and uh, Anomal of Sea says as well here, uh, as I mentioned earlier, check out Revolut. It lets you set up Vault to put regular payments into uh, even even if you only one pound a day. That's awesome. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks and, for that. Uh, I think I think this is solid advice. Like during like for most people where we're living, they could have built up over years a good safety emergency fund. Like you know what I mean. They don't. They don't need to spend uh, $200 on their like cable and phone every month. They don't need to eat out as much as they do. So I feel like most people, a lot of people could have had an emergency fund for like six months and it would have made the Corona a lot less. Um, people would have panicked a lot less. It would have been a lot easier on people. Because I mean, you might have lost your job. But it's like, well, I've got six months to try and at least get back on track yeah yeah that's true all right let's uh, play gram ally bank which pays you 1.9 percent in interest you can go and use wealthfront which pays you 2.32 percent in interest or a myriad of other options out there that you have to choose from just do me one favor and make sure you get at least 1.9 percent in interest on a high interest savings account so that that way you can make the biggest use of your money now given all of those previous mistakes here's a bit of a backwards mistake that some people just tend to fall into because they end up too careful with money and from that they don't end up getting a credit card it's okay to err on the side of caution and make sure you don't go into debt and only spend money that you have available in your account that is all good but i've also seen that there's very much an extreme of that situation as well those are the people who always pay with cash or debit they don't have any credit cards and because of that they don't have any credit score and i think someone was saying this in the chat yeah, earlier yeah. right yeah, I can't remember who was it, but um, but maybe let's see if this is applied for you. In my opinion, yeah, that could be just as equally detrimental as the type of person who can't control their credit card spending. Like not getting a credit card because you're afraid of getting into debt is a lot like carrying around a fire extinguisher everywhere, just expecting <laughs> what if there's maybe a fire and I need to use this. Getting a credit card and learning how to... Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um is um it it's true I've, I've talked to many people about credit cards and everybody uh even here someone polina if you're watching <laughs> um she's uh one of the girls that is uh sharing here the flat with us i've helped her look into some credit cards and but many months ago when i talked about this topic with her she's uh she was afraid to get a credit card because she can't she thinks that he she can't um control the spendings yeah you know but if you, uh, you, you just have to learn how to use it you know because many people think oh i have this uh, two thousand pounds credit card remember that's not your money <laughs> you just have to remember that's not your money and use it wisely handle that responsibly is such an incredibly important part of your financial future. Not only will a credit card provide you with purchase protection, rewards, and cash back on pretty much all of your purchases, but you're also going to be continually improving your credit score, which will give you the best and lowest rates anytime you decide to get a mortgage, to finance a car, to rent an apartment, or to pretty much do anything that involves running your credit score. And a very large part of your credit profile is built up from what's called the length of your credit history. Mm -hmm. So all things being equal, the person who 
who's had a credit card for 10 years is going to have a significantly higher score than the other person who's just had a credit card for one year. And doing all of this is incredibly easy. If you don't have a credit card already, just go and open up a secured credit card. I recommend the Discover It's Secured card. Go and put a few small expenses. By the way, this is for USA. I don't Wait, know. Is that in his link? Is that in his link? Is he an affiliate? For he that? might be. <laughs> he might be. But hey, if if that pays well, I'm gonna be affiliate as well, right? <laughs> but uh, the would thing. You be an huh? Would you would you recommend an even better card if there wasn't an affiliate program? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure all of them have. Okay, Actually, I was thinking true. I was thinking to to get into some of that uh, myself, but. Nah, there's not enough time for me. <laughs> but but as as I'm going to talk about other uh, things on the YouTube channel, like financial stuff, uh, I'll probably get some, some, some of these uh, programs that I personally use. Like I said, I have at least nine credit cards that I know about that in my wallet. <laughs> that you know about? What do you mean that you know about? Yeah, I'm sure that I have more than... Floating, yeah, floating around there? Sure. I mean, now I remember I have PayPal as well, credit yeah. card, but that's not a credit card. It's just like a virtual credit card or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, let's, um, let's play again. ...is on it every single month and then just go and pay it off in full by the time it's due. Just continue doing that and then every six to eight months go and get another credit card, preferably one with no annual fee, and just go and do the exact same thing with that one. Over time, you're going to develop a really great credit score that's going to give you the best and lowest rates on pretty much anything you'd ever want to finance, which again just ends up saving you more money. And if you're still confused with all of this, by the way, I'm going to link to a video that I did a while ago down below in the description that'll teach you exactly how to build your credit score in like under 20 minutes. Now, another one of the mistakes that I see in those I'll uh, I'll link this uh, in the chat uh, not in the chat sorry in the description so you can guys go to this original video and that original video is gonna have that other video <laughs> that Graham just mentioned um, maybe you want to check it out millennial money episodes is that very few of those people are taking advantage of their retirement accounts or investing and from the way I see it this is a huge missed opportunity with pretty much nothing but upside for example the best time to contribute to a Roth IRA is when you're young and when you're not in a high tax bracket that's because you're already in a low tax bracket and not losing a lot of money to taxes and you have more time for your money to grow into something much bigger and with a Roth IRA all the profit within that account becomes completely tax-free after the age of 59 and a half or another one you you could use a 401k which would help reduce your taxable income now and postpone it until retirement not to mention that a lot of employers will match your contribution dollar for dollar up to a certain amount that's pretty much just absolutely free money that so many people are just not claiming and by doing so they're leaving a lot of free money on the table just by not mm. knowing about this so i highly recommend going I, for these i don't know i haven't been employed too many times so i don't know uh this <laughs> uh again wrote wrote uh, IRA is only for US, to my knowledge. Is this available in the UK, in the, in Canada as well, Fix? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, okay. No idea about this. These retirement accounts always just always make it a priority to contribute up to the employer match max out the Roth IRA take advantage of everything at your disposal and do it consistently remember how I mentioned early in the video about paying yourself first well this is perfect pay yourself first into some of these retirement accounts likewise with this Vanguard conducted a survey and found that one in five Millennials owned no stocks whatsoever and I mean some of that makes sense because we've seen the aftermath 
is because we don't know about these things. You know, no one teach us how to do it. Yeah, no, we gotta go on YouTube to figure it out. Yeah. So uh, this, this and, and you're gonna end up probably wasting a bunch of money before you get to any good advice. For sure, for sure. And but I guess that's with uh, with all the. Um, I guess this is with all investments that you're gonna want to go into. If you don't know anything about it, be prepared to spend some money at the beginning, uh, spend or yeah. waste or whatever you wanna call it, because <laughs> uh, it might not work. Chances are, it might not work. Uh, you know, first time you try it. Let's see what he says. Of the 2008 financial crisis, and I think a lot of people are just scared to have that happen again and to lose money. But that doesn't mean that stocks are inherently bad or risky at all. By investing younger, you're just able to weather those storms and come out ahead much more than you could if you were investing in stocks, let's say, right before retirement. And finally, from all the advice in this video, this is the one that I feel like is the most important. You should use your 20s as a time that you could just work your off, save as much money as you can, and use all of that to get ahead. Now is the time to absolutely pursue any career aspirations you might have, to work harder than you ever thought was possible, and to save more money than you ever thought was imaginable. Because trust me, what do you think about this? <laughs> it's all, it's, I don't know, it's all good, good tips. I don't know of many people that would fall into that, especially when you, so many people are still like your average person not average but a lot so many people are like starting their 20s off with like like you saw in chat fifty thousand dollars zeros of debt debt already yeah grown up their whole life being told you should go to school you should mm. go to school yeah that's for sure and uh then uh there's another idea that i had about a live stream to talk about you know school or trainings or courses uh, you know where you pay fifty thousand or even more on 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 school and then you finish that school and you don't have a job that you thought you're gonna get when you finish mm -hmm. the school and then people are saying oh don't buy a course you know um because they're not gonna you know not gonna be successful well you know school doesn't make you necessarily successful either uh but hey that's oh. just because i don't like school all right that's my opinion <laughs> well and the other thing is like schools are no longer like the golden gatekeepers of information so everything that could be learned on, on in school can be learned online. It's more of like a, a whole like a standardized process to prove that you can read yeah. and write. I know what overseas has uh, in the chat. This dude sounds like uh, he's trying to sell us some magic beans. <laughs> uh, let me play, let's see what else he has here for us. Someone who did that throughout their entire 20s, I'm 29 years old now, and I've pretty much set myself up to never have to worry about this stuff ever again for the rest of my life because of what I did between the ages of 18 and basically now. And while sure it's okay to relax and have fun every now and then, just stay disciplined because the work that you put in right now and the money you save right now could be enough to carry you forward throughout the rest of your life. Because I'll tell you, from my experience, it just becomes more difficult as you get older. You're probably not going to have as much energy as you did back when you were 18. You're probably just going to start needing maybe just a little bit more sleep and you're going to start wanting to try new and better things. And having that money invested and in the bank is going to give you the flexibility to pursue the things you really want to pursue while getting the heavy lifting out of the way early on. And also during all of that, it's just as equally as important to focus on now starting to increase your income at the exact same time as you're focusing on decreasing your expenses and saving as much money as possible. 
possible. And sometimes people. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. You know, if if yeah. if I talking to the um, young and stupid Adrian, um, I would definitely give this advice that all these tips, I, I think they're good for, you know, youngsters uh, who are just, you know, starting their real life, <laughs> you know, 18 and plus. And this um, this definitely is a is a good advice. Try to spend uh, as as little as possible and save uh, the other uh, money, and then learn how to invest it. Learn where to put it. Like God, I I keep saying this to to me and to everybody that I talk to. Why I didn't know about these things earlier? Because if I would have known about these things earlier, I would have been. I'm, I'm not gonna say millionaire, but I would have been way ahead. Now uh, I would probably not being in construction, working 15 hours a day, you know. Um, there's a comment in the chat from uh, Anoma Davosi says, uh, about a year ago, a news reporter in the US asked Elon Musk which college he'd recommend people to go to, and uh, he said, none. <laughs> They're all scam, and the reporter didn't, didn't look happy. I mean, of course, she didn't, or he didn't look happy. Um, you don't want to such an influential person to say that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, we have maybe just two can't more minutes save to go enough here. money, and it's not a fault of budgeting or a lack of just frivolously spending. A lot of times, these people just don't make enough money, and instead, they need to focus on increasing their income rather than trying to scrimp and save as much as they possibly can while not earning a lot. That's why, beyond a certain point, it's worth it to start switching jobs if that means you could start making a little bit more money. Or maybe learn new skills so that you could start increasing your income and working towards something that's potentially a little... Uh, for example, building uh, websites, like many of us would do here, right? Uh, sure, Helen says. Yeah. Helen even says here in the chat, uh, increase your income while decreasing your expenses. Which cloud does he live on? <laughs> he lives on uh, in LA, so I'm sure it's not easy um, to spend less because it's probably as ex as expensive as London. London is stupid expensive. Everything here. Um, oh yeah, there's like five pounds for a coffee. <sighs> Yeah, it's, it's just You guys stupid. don't even have real coffee. It was just always espresso mixed with hot water. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I make my coffee at, at work, at home as well. Every yeah, now we and were, then I go We out. were traveling. We were traveling. For sure. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, in, in, I was thinking about this at work, actually, today and uh, for the last few days, actually. Uh, I was thinking about, because I keep hearing um, Meet Kevin and, and other guys uh, they're talking about this and they say um, and they say f uh, get a job or find a job or a skill that pays you by your um, results not by your time and I, I keep thinking to myself what I need to find a job like that I need to find a job like that because of course I'm making uh, 18 20 25 pounds per hour uh, driving in a crane but if I'm not there or if, if I don't work 10 hours per day, I'm not going to make any. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I keep thinking about what kind of jobs um, are out there. If you guys in the chat know any of those jobs, gives us gives us an example. If you figs know about any of it those be, jobs. Wouldn't it be sales? I like think it's sales. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It could be. But are there any out there? Uh. 
to be honest, the more I the more I think about it, and the more I like look into property, and now that, I'm, uh, by the way, uh, in two weeks we go to Spain. We're gonna have a live stream from Spain. You see, that's what, you see, is that a necessary travel? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it might it, be actually. It's a sorry. business. It's a business okay. travel. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so, um, I lost my point now. Hmm. This is what happens when it's, you know, when you, oh, you're traveling to Spain, you're traveling to I'm, Spain and ice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about the properties, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm love, I kind of get, uh, bugged by, by this. And I was thinking, Hmm, maybe should I get a license in being a real estate agent here in, in London? I don't know. Maybe it's gonna, you know, sell a few properties per year make half a million or something <laughs> you never yeah. know um but i guess i have to try that at, at, at one point a little bit more financially ambitious and when it comes to investing just keep it simple a broad index fund is just one of the easiest simplest and safest ways to invest your money when you hold it long term it's really as easy as just buying a target date retirement fund or just one simple broad index fund continuing to buy more each month and just doing that over and over again or it could also be as simple as spending an hour a day on bigger pockets in youtube just learning how to invest in real estate and then going on weekends to check out open houses and then by the time you have your down payment ready, you'll be able to invest in real estate and learn exactly how it's done. And if there's any piece of millennial money investing advice that I highly recommend, it's to really focus on cutting down your living expenses as much as you possibly can while you're young. Arguably, housing... Well, you're young and while it doesn't matter the age, I guess. Um, uh, I, if you try to build a business like all of us we're trying here to do, you have to find ways to do these hacks they're called, um, the, the one is called house hacking. Um, the other one is called uh, rent hacking. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with these terms. Uh, but um, basically, rent, uh, house hacking, do you know what this is, a fix? House uh, hacking? No. no. Uh, it's, is this uh, where you hack into people's uh, <laughs> like people smart homes? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and start messing with everything and then eventually blackmail them for that money. <laughs> no, because yeah, I'm very, I'm very familiar with that. I'm familiar with that, huh? <laughs> hey, be careful what you say. This, this live stream is yeah. going to be all over the web. Don't use your Alexa or Google home people. <laughs> and no, it's, it's, um, when it's, when you buy a property or you buy a property as an investment, for example, the first one or the first two, if you want, um, the first property you buy, uh, let's say it's a duplex. Uh, these are very popular in, in the US. Uh, you live in one of the units and you rent the other unit. And uh, the, oh, yeah, okay. the, um, the tenant is going to pay, of course, for your mortgage and for your bills and for other kind of stuff. So you have a property and you are uh, living there for free, basically. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then in a year or two years time, you, you can find another deal and you can refinance that property and buy uh, another one. And that's, that's how you go up on the ladder. That's, that's what we kind of trying to do with, with our property, uh, side hustle. Yeah. And below average blogger, Mike, what's up, brother? Welcome to uh, the chat. What's going on? 
there was a question here from um, a nomad overseas, and he was saying if uh, people in UK, Canada use credit union much, I honestly think they are very underrated resource in recent years. Very helpful for those little unexpected urgencies. I don't use that. Uh, I never looked into it, so I don't know what that is. Um, a nomad overseas. Let me play the is one of the biggest recurring monthly expenses that you're going to have. So figuring out how to reduce this while you're young is going to have the biggest impact going forward long term. And if you want my recommendation, even though I'm very biased because I do this myself, it's to look into house hacking. It's to go and try mm, to find a multi-unit building that you can move into one of the units and then you rent out the other units to cover your cost of ownership. Ideally, if you do this correctly, you should be able to be able to live there for free while still getting to own a multifamily income producing real estate deal will also thank you very much graham thank you for that yeah. <laughs> now you just have to learn how to manage three apartments and the walls behind all of that and everything like that <laughs> well first first you need to easy, buy them easy first you need yeah, to buy them yeah. right <laughs> oh yeah well so, oh uh, well who doesn't who can't get approved for a three million dollar loan of course of course oh, i mean this is yeah, just easy, easy peasy bruv <laughs> yeah anybody in america could do that definitely <laughs> of building equity at the same time by paying down the loan. And then eventually you should be able to go out and move into something else and maybe repeat the exact same thing. And then meanwhile, you're slowly building up a portfolio of income producing real estate that one day will be your retirement. Investing doesn't need to be something complicated and budgeting doesn't need to be something that's difficult. It's really all about learning the basic financial skills early on and then just making that a habit long-term and it's a way to making a ton of that millennial money. So with that said, you guys, thank Thank you, Graham. Thank you for all advice, brother. <laughs> uh, the thing is, um, he he's he's right, and I mean, of course, he's right. He's a he's a millionaire, and I believe he's twenty six, or no, not twenty six. Um, he he might be thirty now. Um, he had to do some things, right, to get there. And his dads were not rich, uh, like my parents were not rich. I'm sure many of you guys here don't have rich dads, <laughs> um, but or moms but um his his advice especially the last one here with uh, with the investing in in real estate um i like that idea and i see some uh, i see some results already uh like i said uh, five years ago we bought our we bought our first one and now we we're going for the second one and then uh, like the image that he was showing with the nine hundred fifty thousand uh <laughs> dollars properties we kind of want to achieve that as well, you know, and besides the YouTube uh, side hustle, the websites building website hustle, uh, I think the more we do this, uh, the more um, the more uh, income sources we can bring into our homes, into our yeah. pockets. Well, yeah, that same advice, that same advice, I think it applies really well to website stuff because it takes a whole bunch of like, it's so much, I assume, to get that first like home hack situation set up where you have to get the loan and everything and get people in. Um, that's where like the majority of the work happens and you got to work really hard. And then you can, he mentioned you can slowly start like moving up and that's what happens with the website stuff. If you have no money to start with, you're working for like six months to a year of just making all your own content. And like for me now, because um, it's always been more like on the side, it's like, getting to a point now where I can reinvest so much of stuff back into like more content 
And then like you see people, once things start growing, growing, your opportunity to reinvest and keep expanding, it just becomes so like compounded. That's true. That's 100% true. Um, anyway, guys, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was uh, fun. I really enjoyed this uh, fix. Thanks for doing this, brother. Uh, how did you feel for doing this first uh, reaction episode, <laughs> if you want? I thought it was good. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. It was... Uh, thanks to chat for everyone. Yeah, everyone chatting away. It was awesome. Chat was awesome. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Helen, Sue, uh, who was was in here? A nomad overseas. Um, Leona. I apologize if I don't mention your name, but I can't see the chat. Michelle and everybody else. Um, thanks for stopping by. This is going to. I'm gonna upload this to the uh, Hasta la Vista Boss. Um, are you call it podcast? Hang on a second. Yeah, what is it? Do you have a podcast as well? What, you didn't know? Oh, no, you showed me, yeah. Yeah, when you first did it. Here you go. Uh, if you if you go to Hasta La Vista Boss or just, uh, it's here on the, uh, it's here on the, on the bar, it's podcast and YouTube live show. So I'm going to upload it to the, uh, pot, to the podcast as well. So if you are bored, doing shopping or whatever you're doing, you can find it in here. There's many other episodes I've done with Fix as well, with WP Ego, with Matt Diggity and everybody here. Um, so check it out. Check it out. Yeah, and yeah, that looks a lot like the shirt that I have that I got oh. from Redbubble. And it's one of the most comfortable shirts <laughs> I've ever bought, Adrian. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I just put the, yeah. the, the screen. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, this one right here. This one? <laughs> I, what else did you need me to say about it? <laughs> hey, you read the script next time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Memorize it. Uh, oh, look at the idea that uh, um, Nomad Overseas said. You have to call that the boss cast. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah. That's boss awesome. Cast. That's a great idea. Boss cast. <laughs> um, so like I said, thanks everybody for being here. Chris, I said, uh, I saw just saw Chris, Adrian as well. Uh, interesting stream. Yes, I hope someone is gonna. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. Oh, it was it. I think it was. <laughs> I hope it was. There you go. Some laughs. But yeah, check out the podcast, guys. Thanks for watching, and uh, thanks for being here with me, Fix. And remember, maybe you want you know how to say this, Fix. Remember. Uh, I remember uh, Chris on Chris's interview. That was. I love that part. Um, I gotta do it like he did it too. Yeah. Uh, I keep working hard out there, boys, because one day we're gonna get rid of that boss, okay? Boom. <laughs> see you later, everybody. All right, see ya. I know sometimes it's hard when you get the feeling you just want to quit your job. We've all had that thought. This is what you want. Time to tune in. Hasta la vista, boss. Yeah, for my side hustlers who never stop. Quit your job and making your own profits. Become your own boss. Live life on your terms. Make it happen for real. This is what you deserve. Yeah, hasta la vista, boss. Subscribe, have fun, and enjoy the ride. Let's go. Boom, just wait there one.